Hi, um, welcome back to Get to Know You. I'm the host, Rachel Ash, and I'm here with my guest, Candace. Hi. <laughs> so we're just going to get to dive a little bit into Candace's life and learn just about how she got to where she is. So the first question is, where are you from? I, uh, I was born in Washington, D.C., and I grew up in Rockville, Maryland, mm -hmm. and I went to high school there and then yeah let's let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> where did you end up going to college okay that's a really long story sort of so I started out at um, Hampshire College which is a really small liberal arts school in western Massachusetts oh I'm from New Hampshire oh nice it's and, funny um wait, where in New Hampshire again I'm from Nashua Hollis area. oh yeah, yeah and I was telling you my friends are from oh Nashua. yeah perfect where is that college um Hampshire yeah it's in Amherst Massachusetts oh that's super close to me yeah and um I went there because it was a really small liberal arts school that I was okay when I was in high school mm -hmm. I was like kind of like in like the hippie punk crowd and, Best yeah, and very like um, in the in the '90s, right? Mm -hmm. With um, like all the anti-establishment people, and Hampshire's a very anti-establishment place. There's no tests, no grades, no sports, no sororities or anything yeah. like that. And then, which and, and there's there's no majors. Everyone designs their own oh, program. Whoa. That's really cool. And it's really cool if you know what you want to study <laughs> and how you want yeah. to design it. What was your program? I dropped out. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> so. I feel like that's almost like too much pressure because there's not any structure almost. There's not a lot at all. Yeah, like you're, you're like, oh, I want no structure. And yes. then you go and you're like, okay, I need a little. Turns out I need structure. Yeah, and, uh, gotta meet in the middle. Yeah, 18-year-old um, Candace was not ready for that. And understandable. I spent... Okay, I went there and almost immediately was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what have I done? And I stuck out the first year. Mm -hmm. And then that first year, I started looking for other things I could be doing. Mm -hmm. And I found um, a backpacking field study program out That's in so cool. um, Colorado and Utah through, I don't know if the organization still, ex still exists. It was um, through UC Santa Cruz, and it was called the Sierra Institute. And we spent two months um, backpacking out in Colorado and Utah, and that was amazing. And by the end of that, I was convinced I was going to drop out of school. And then, um, anyway, so I get back to Hampshire, and I, deci I decided to finish out my second year. So that, that backpacking program was my, the fall semester of my second year. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to go back to Hampshire to finish out the spring semester of my second year. And I was like, oh, I'll see. And then I got... I started my junior year, and two weeks in, I was like, "No, You're like, I can't do this." <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, and I, I had this light bulb moment of, mm. "I don't need to be here, and I have it in my com control that I I can bail." Yeah, and I withdrew. I love that. And I had no plan, but I was like, "I'm wasting a lot of money going to this school mm -hmm. and time." Yes, and um, I learned so much there yeah. in other capacities. That's where I got into outdoor recreation, mm -hmm. and um, that's where I learned uh, my freshman orientation um, program was a week long intro to whitewater kayaking. Oh, that's so awesome, and that's, which you love now, which I love. Yes, it's my favorite thing. Yeah, with my talk with my professor last week, we were talking about how like no knowledge is worthless. Yeah, like even though you maybe didn't go in like the path that you were expecting right when you got there you still learned and it still like helps you today absolutely oh 100 percent. and so even though hampshire wasn't right for me mm -hmm. um i i learned so much about myself and 
the direction that I needed to be going in. And um, just like it introduced me to this world of outdoor recreation that I've stayed in mm -hmm. or come back to. I, I kind of disappeared from it for a little bit, but like, um, oh yeah, this is, it was life changing. Right. So, so I, I left Hampshire and I moved back in with my folks back in Maryland and was like, ah, this was not what I had planned to do. And I ended up transferring to University of Maryland. Mm -hmm. But before I did that, I, I probably had a year off of school. What did you do with that year? During that year, I was taking some classes at community college, trying to figure out what I liked, and I realized I liked science classes. And um, I had no idea about that before. And yeah, were you like struggling with science in high school? It wasn't that I was struggling with it. I just didn't care. That was like the same thing with me. Like I felt like I kind of struggled with math and science a little yeah. bit in high school, but I was also very like kind of undiagnosed ADHD. Mm. I think too, where I was kind of. I didn't think that I was very smart. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'm not going to do well in these classes anyways. I had convinced myself the same thing. Right. I was um, signed up for physics junior year of high school and then um, bailed because I mm -hmm. convinced myself I couldn't do it. But I also wanted to switch into environmental science. Yeah. And um, so I did that instead. But I had completely convinced myself I was not capable of taking physics. Which same. Which is stupid of me because right. like 100% <laughs> capable. Um, I just, um, I grew up with, a very fixed mindset Same. and so had to over time I've realized like, to, like unlearn those yeah. behaviors because I always I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I came in hospitality management and like changed I like changed around a few times but I I'm psychology now and I always wanted to do psychology but I was like I'm not I can't like yeah. it's science and I won't be able to do it yeah and then I started it and I took biopsychology which is like anatomy and biology and psychology mm. and I did really well because I put in the effort and tried and was like wait I can do this yeah because like I kind of just tried to believe in myself and mm -hmm. try to like put it forward and then because I feel like when you're like oh I can't do this I'm gonna fail yeah so like, there's no use in studying because I'm gonna fail anyways you know there's like other factors that drive to the failure but it's like oh see I'm dumb right no yeah and it's just that um lack of growth mindset that I didn't have until I don't know still working on it but you know um but okay when I was at Hampshire after that backpacking trip I took mm -hmm. um we um Hampshire had these what they called gen terms so it was like a month-long class in January if you wanted or extend your winter break so after that backpacking trip I took um a forensic anthropology class I have no That's idea so cool. why I signed up for that <laughs> I don't remember what my reasoning was but it was amazing forensics is so and it was 100% the first time I, I realized I liked science. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't realize I liked science. I thought I liked anthropology. And so that spring Because you still are probably like, oh, I can't do well, science. Well, I just didn't... I mean, it was called forensic anthropology, and I didn't know what... I didn't understand what forensics meant at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I learned in that class a lot of biology, and also I got to draw a Ooh. lot. Like, lots of drawing of bones and comparing bones, and it was so neat. It's and, so interesting. Oh, it was fascinating. And then, because the class had the name anthropology in it, that spring I signed up for a bunch of these... Anthrop anthropology classes they were like these cultural anthropology classes <laughs> which are not biology <laughs> and I was miserable you're like this is not what I this wanted this is not at like, all like I finally found it and then this is not what I thought oh and then I was like this is this is not the anthropology that I was looking for and mm -hmm. so um I realized that summer I took some like a uh, a biological anthropology class that summer and I was like this is mm. what I meant <laughs> and so anyway yeah um 
So that's how I figured out I like science. And so when I dropped out, I started taking these science classes. I also joined the fire department and um, became an EMT and volunteer firefighter. And um, did you like doing that? Yes and no. It gave me a lot of structure. Yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Because it's like paramilitary, which I'm really not into the military, but it was very like, you know, very structured and regimented and... Um, which was weird for my like hippie punk self, but like also like the learning and the being able to help the community by volunteering on the ambulance was so like um, amazing of an experience and taught me a lot about um, how to maintain composure in stressful situations. Mm -hmm. And so I learned a lot. The fire department was like also the closest thing to a frat that I was ever part of. And had a lot of unhealthy boundaries mm-hmm. and and relationships in that. Do you feel like that experience as like EMT and firefighter volunteer was when you first started to see that positive growth in yourself change? Like we start, first started to believe in yourself or do you think that still kind of came later? That's a good question. I think if maybe because I finally felt like I was doing something that I could see the results of. Um, you know, patient care has immediate results of like, I'm, I'm bandaging this person. I'm splinting this person. I'm getting them to the hospital. I'm I'm helping helping, them right now. Yes. And yes. So I think I was needing, I don't know if I needed more like of an instant gratification thing, but just something that I felt like I could do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And could contribute in some way. And yeah. So maybe. Yeah. I feel like when you're able to like kind of really see yourself being good at something mm-hmm. and like especially when it also helps somebody else yeah. because you can be good at other things but when you're able to help the other people while you're doing it it gives you that like com- like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but you feel fulfilled in yeah. multiple ways kind of definitely absolutely so that was um that was a really good learning experience and I I did that for um, I stuck with that throughout my time once I was um, transferred over to University of Maryland. I continued volunteering at that firehouse. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, I transferred to Maryland. I got my bachelor's in environmental science and policy and a concentration in biodiversity and conservation biology with no idea what I wanted to do with it other than I wanted the piece of paper that uh-huh. said I had a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated... I got an internship out um, in a small town in Silverton, Colorado, and I had heard there was good whitewater nearby, and so I went and took it, and then um, turns out all these people I worked with there, um, it was a part-time internship, and then the other part-time I got a job as a raft guide, and all these folks I worked with on the river there also worked at the ski resort in the winter, and I was like, that sounds fun. (laughs) You're perfect. And then I ended up staying in Durango for 11 years. Oh, oh, wow. It's perfect. (laughs) Because I feel like, from what I'm hearing, is a lot of your decisions, I feel like you make based off of, like, how you're feeling and, like, kind of as things come and go, which I feel like I've been really interested in. Like, that's also one of the big parts of my podcast and why I was so interested in interviewing you, too, is because I feel like you're a great example of maybe things aren't happening exactly how you think they're going to happen. Or maybe, like, things aren't going as planned. Like, dropping out of school or being unsure when you're at, what was it called? Hampshire. 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 Yeah. Like, being uncertain of the future, but still figuring it out, you know? Like, even those moment-to-moment decisions, which I have been trying to live in the moment a lot more. Because I feel like I just have a lot of... Like, I get anxious about a bunch of 
bunch of different things, but like living in the moment and making those decisions for like what feels right instead of, oh, I want to make the most money or, oh, I want to like have this really good company on my resume, but being like, oh, it's next to the good white water. Like I love, I want to go live in Colorado and see what that's like, like follow the experience and then like the career kind of follows. Yeah, definitely. And I, oh gosh, one of my friends told me something about like, I'm really good at, um, uncertain <laughs> uncertainty yeah was it. and um yeah uh, sometimes that's true right not always but well, one of my new practices in my daily life is to be like excited about the unknown yeah like instead of being so anxious I've been like I was talking to TJ the other day because he said he's going one of the guys on the adventure staff said he's going to Amsterdam oh, cool. for break and he was like I'm so anxious and I was like every time like if you're anxious like the future could be better than you ever expected. Like you can meet everyone you've ever wanted to meet in your life. That could be like the best experience of your life. And you wasted so much of this time before you went anxious about it, you know? And like the future could be better than I could even imagine. And I've wasted, if I waste all my time worrying about it, then like also the worrying won't change if it's good or bad, you know? And so I've tried to, I was telling him about that and I was like, I need to practice that more. Cause you know, you're saying, I always like give the advice, but I'm not practicing it. But I've been trying to be just excited because I don't know exactly what I'm doing. So I'm just, instead of being so anxious, I'm like, I'll figure it out. You know, when I find myself anxious, I I make myself very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, I'm um, applying for some jobs and I had a job interview recently and I'm just like waiting for them to call me back. And I'm just like getting really anxious about that. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going for a really long walk. I'm going to go work out. <laughs> right. I'm going to do something. I got to stay busy. But oh my gosh, right? Right. So And like get the anxiety out of your body yes. almost because it's like a physical thing too. Exactly. It's very physical for me. So what made you want to stay in Colorado? Oh gosh. Um... Oh my gosh. Okay. So, mm, oh, fun question. Why did I stay? I don't know. It just, I didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seemed fun. And you liked it. You were having yeah, a good time. Yeah, I was having a great time. Uh-huh. I, it was like, I was in my early 20s, mid 20s. I don't know how old it was. And then, um, yeah, um, it just seemed like a really fun scene of the seasonal gig of, I'm going to work at the ski resort in the, in the winter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on the river in the summer. And then this other thing I started doing. So West Virginia, um, the Gauley River is in the New River Gorge area. And they, um, it's a dam-released river. And so it runs um, in, what is it, September and October. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a time of year when there's not much else rafting going on in the country. And so all of these raft guides from all over the country end up down in West Virginia for golly season and it's like summer camp for raft guys that's so fun it was so i did that for three seasons so i would i did um so ski resort in the winter um worked on the river there in the summer and then i went out to west virginia in the fall and then while i was out there after golly season i'd visit my my family and friends Mm -hmm. um, in the east coast and then i'd go back to durango for the winter just repeat and i did that for three years and then um and then um I had been working as a raft guide before I moved up to Durango and a kayak instructor before I moved out there. I was doing that while I was a student at University of Maryland. And um, and then even after the golly season thing, I kept working um, uh, for a little while uh, at the ski resort and then on the river in Durango um, and the Four Corners area. So I kept doing some trips, but after a couple years, I uh, 
I decided I wanted a job with benefits, so I went back to school to get my teaching license. Oh, that's so cool. Where'd you go? It was um, in the town where I was living in Colorado. It was Fort Lewis College, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's maybe got a like maybe five thousand students there or so, give or take. And did you go for four years? No, no, it was just a a two year teaching program, mm-hmm. and I got my uh, secondary ed teaching license for science education. Oh, that's so cool. And then after that, I became a, a middle school science and math teacher. And in Colorado? Yeah, in Colorado, yeah. That's in so my town. fun. Yeah, sort of. Well, I didn't, that I like? didn't, I just, I. It was middle school? I, it, well, I, yes, it was middle school, which was a total crack up. Like, yeah. middle schoolers are hilarious. But um, I just, um, the whole time, I kept being like, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. And I don't feel like I'm the right person for this job. But I stuck it out for five years. Mm-hmm. And then. I just never quite felt right in the classroom, and I always missed the outdoors. And um, and so I, after five years teaching there, I had met some friends who had taught internationally, and I was like, well, I guess I became a teacher because you could do it anywhere. And so I applied through an agency to teach internationally, and a school in Bangkok, Thailand, hired me. And I went over there and spent two years teaching in Thailand. That's so cool. And then... At the, so they, they do those contracts two years at a time, and if you like where you're working, you can renew your contract one year at a time. Or like a lot of people will maybe bounce after their second year and go to another country or um, another school in that same city, or um, maybe they'll spend three to five years at that school and then bounce to another country. A lot of people have their families and do that with their families and their kids go to those schools. That's so and, cool. Yeah, it was a really fun Did you stay or did you... No, I just, I did my two-year contract. I, I thought about renewing my contract mm-hmm. for a third year and... Um, I just really wanted to get back into outdoor recreation, and I just never felt like the classroom was a right fit for me. And I think if I had liked my job more, and if I had had liked um, the way that the school was being run, like there was some like administrative things that were really frustrating me. I think if I had liked that better, I probably would have stayed. I Mm -hmm. loved my community. as a teacher, I was finally able to save money and live really comfortably and have money to travel. And also the food in Thailand is amazing. But What's your favorite Thailand food? Oh my gosh. Um, okay, there's this one called um, Pad Kapow and you can't get it the same here in the U.S. It's just not as good. No. And I can't figure out, like, if there's an ingredient that there's mm-hmm. missing or what. I feel like it just has to be made there. It's almost like, something. you know, stuff is, like, made with love. Like, yeah. my, if my grandma makes cookies, like, yeah. I can never mimic it. It's so like, hard. Like, something's always wrong. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, you know, it's made with, like, the Thailand love. Yeah. I also feel like you've gone, you've had a lot of these cool experiences where you, you went to Thailand and you, like, went backpacking in Colorado and stuff like that which I feel often teaches you more than sometimes you learn within your, like, curriculum and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, lessons you feel like you've necessarily learned from those experiences and, like, kind of maybe if you decided, like, oh, when you decided, oh, I'm going to go on this backpacking trip, and and did you find it, like, fulfilling you in certain ways? Ooh. So lessons from the actual experience? Yeah, and I know that's what happened. Sorry, I'm, like, stuttering, but that has what has helped me or like guided me is a lot of times the people that I've met too Mm -hmm. 
because I was in New York for summer and then I was abroad this past summer and I feel like a lot of times it's like the people you meet teach you so much like is there anybody that you met that you remember that like has served as like a guide or a mentor or someone to you Mm, okay I think like that would be just going down a different like Mm -hmm. rabbit hole for me I just thought of that one too. definitely um okay so well thinking about those experiences okay on those particular experiences I wouldn't say there was like a guide or mentor but I 100% felt so supported by my community in those experiences and that was really important to me maybe um, you were your own guide I might have been I was your own mentor I have something um, <laughs> uh, the backpacking trip out west uh when I was I was 19 mm-hmm. and I was like Frida <laughs> get me out of here and <laughs> oh I was I, I had a very interesting time I yeah I, I did all sorts of fun things and um Oh yeah, I, I was. I mean, I was. I wouldn't say I was a wild child, but in that in that year, mm-hmm. I think I was embracing the wildness and the freedom and, um, just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. At that time, I was going with the flow. Um, with the Thailand thing, I think the ultimate takeaway for me on those is that I am willing to try most things and just see where they lead me. I love that. Because I feel like that's a great way to live. Mm. Because you just have so many unique experiences. And, like, I just feel like those unique experiences prepare you for the world in such specific ways Mm. that just regular education can't. It's, like, it's the same thing as kind of if you learn about the Coliseum, like, going to see it is so different. Like, learning about experiences versus... Because you can read books about people's experiences, but actually going and doing the things... It's such a different experience. Yeah. It's like a mental, physical, emotional experience always. Because yeah. there's like the ups and the downs. You're homesick, but then you're so excited to be there. And then you get home and you're like, oh my God, I want to go back. Like, you know, there's just so many other factors, I feel like. Oh, tons. And I was thinking about when I was getting ready to go to Thailand, I was I was feeling the anxiety or, um, so the fun Yiddish word for that is mm-hmm. spilkis. <laughs> and so it's like, I had the spilkis. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I... Uh, embraced trying to learn the Thai language, which was hilarious because it's very difficult for, Mm -hmm. I think, if you only really understand English, like, and, um, yeah, so trying to learn Thai was a challenge, but also gave me something to to work on to help kind of ease the anxiety of this is what I'm doing, and that was a fun challenge, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Were you ever afraid that you were making the wrong decision, or did you feel like you were kind of always going to, like, figure it out? Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> always questioned myself. Um, but also always thought, okay, well, I will figure it out. But also... A little fear. Had a lot of self-doubt at mm-hmm. times. And um, Do you yeah. feel like you figured it out or are you still on the journey? Still on the journey. It's mm-hmm. a never-ending journey. Mm-hmm. I have a better idea of what I want now. And and how to get it but there's still like a lot of uncertainty and a lot of still journeying to do and I'm in this master's program in sport and recreation leadership and I want to get a job helping to run a campus outdoor rec center and I currently love the job I do as a GA and I'd like to think I will equally love whatever job I land outside like once I finish and but I just, I don't know. Right? Yeah. That's the hard thing, too. Like you were saying with the administration at the school, like a lot of times it's not even 
the job, but it could be like the people there or the environment or different factors, you know, that kind of impact how you feel. But then I feel like all of those factors that are impacting it are leading you on the way, you know? Maybe you would have stayed in Thailand, but because of those factors you didn't, which led you here, you know? Which led you to this discovery, which led you to the next discovery, you know? Exactly. So you just keep discovering. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, a lot of trial and error. If you could go back and change anything, would you? Um, Okay, the funny thing that I would change has nothing to do with my college stuff or anything post-college. It was in high school. I wish I had been in band in high school. (laughs) I never was, and I... um, What instrument would you play? I... I play clarinet. I play clarinet. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I played clarinet in the fourth grade for... Like, I also played in, like, the fourth grade. Oh, you? It gave me a headache. Oh, no. I was like, but I think it was also me just not wanting to play clarinet, so yeah. I would just be like, oh, my God, it's giving me a headache. <sighs> that sucks. And um, I just, I had the worst practice ethic, and um, I don't know, in middle school, I was like, I'm going to learn guitar because Nirvana. And <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and, you know, the 90s grunge rock was my thing, and mm-hmm. so I... I spent middle and high school like learning guitar and trying to be a cool kid and Obviously. and my sister was in band and I got to see all of like her band friends and all like the band trips and be like that kind of looks fun I, I kind of wish I was doing that the band people are always like doing all these the fun community things. is yeah. amazing like the MRDs here yeah they just went to Italy that's so cool I know Peter was just telling me about it like playing for the Pope and I everything love that. I was like, that is so cool. And they're always doing stuff together. Like, they always have events and fun things, yeah. which I feel like kind of creates that community. Yeah. Which helps you feel oh, definitely. seen. Well, and then, like, um, at one point when I was living in Durango, one of my friends mentioned he was putting to- together a street band. And I was like, I've got a clarinet. You should like, get me in there. I want to do this. And so I totally, like, weaseled my way into this band <laughs> and had to relearn how to play the clarinet. And it was hilarious. Was it fun? Oh, it was great. I love I that. was terrible, but I also was I'm so, so enthusiastic about just being in this band. Mm-hmm. I am, like, so bad at clarinet. I played the piano briefly and the recorder briefly nice. yeah. through Blind Mice. Yes. Um, what are you most proud of, would you say? Uh, ooh, that's a fun question. Right. Um... What am I most proud of? I don't know. Um, I think I'm proud of my ability to just keep trying new things. And, yeah, to, to, yeah, try the things. That's a great ability. Thank you. Because I feel like a lot of people feel scared to take those Mm. steps. And, um, again, with my interview last week, we were talking about, like, living with regrets and how Mm -hmm. it's kind of important to like make mistakes and like learn from those mistakes and it's important to like just try the things you know even if it doesn't go the way you want it to go at least you tried and it's like trial and error you know so you can be like oh I didn't like this for this reason so I can put that into my next practice you know definitely um and then I wanted to ask you when was the last time you did something for the first time oh um hmm I guess, I don't know, could we consider today I went and ran on the elliptical machine and was like, I'm going to go and try and run for 15 minutes because I'm not really a runner. Did you do it? Yeah, I did. That's impressive. I was like, I'm going to, I was like, okay, how long can I actually do this? And I was like, oh, I could probably stay longer, but I got to go meet Rachel. Okay, I'm just going to keep cruising on this thing. Right. um, Yeah, I've never really been a gym goer. Me neither. So, yeah, I guess... um, yeah, the last uh, week or two, or I don't know, recently I've been trying to 
um, try new things, like workout type things. That mm-hmm. here we work at a gym. There's lots of fun opportunities here, and um, so I've been trying out a few things. And yeah, I guess I get really like self conscious. I'm like, I don't really know how to do a lot of this stuff. Also, like, there's just a specific way to run also that's, like, correct, Oh, yeah, too. I have no idea what that is. And I have is. no idea how to do it. I'm just, yeah. I'm so bad at running. I used to be really into the gym, mm. but I'm, I've never been able to run. Yeah. Like, running has always been hard for me because also it's, like, after, like, three minutes, I'm like, I can't do this. I, one of my supervisors this summer from, I had an internship at WVU, and um, she was great, and she had a, she was a marathon runner and whatnot, and, I was like, oh my gosh, the running? And she said, well, not running is worse than running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I feel, it's, such, it's so good for your brain, too, like yeah. when you get that, like that runner's high. Yeah. And if you just run, like I found that a lot of times, especially over COVID, I would just walk even mm-hmm. without my phone and just kind of like talk out loud to myself. Oh, yeah. And like I live in the woods, basically, nice. but I would be like, I hope people aren't hearing me talking to myself. But it helped me come to like all my thoughts would come to fruition because I was able to have that clear space and not have like my phone or my laptop or a TV just like inches away. And there's so much science behind why just either being active and or being in nature is so helpful for your brain and your neurotransmitters and all the brain waves and just really chills people out right yeah do you feel like nature is the place where you feel most at peace 100 percent. oh my gosh yes the woods is like my favorite place in the world oh yeah when i was a kid and i was all angry at all sorts of things i would (laughs) the structure at the structure at the system at my folks at whoever i would just like leave the house, walk down to the park, and just go hang out in the woods. I love the woods. Yeah. I just also feel like the woods, like, there's animals, there's trees, like, there's life. Yeah. And even when you're alone, you're not really alone. Like, I just feel like there's, like, where I'm from, we have a bunch of trails, Mm -hmm. and there's benches along the trails and stuff, so I'll, like, walk and sit on the bench and just, like, sit in the silence. Yeah. But you can still hear, like, the leaves rustling and the water and everything, and it's like, you're not really alone. No, never. And it's also even in the winter or in the desert, there's still life in the the wilderness, and a lot of people don't think there is. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, What goals do you have for your future? What are you thinking you see for yourself? In in the immediate future, um, I'm currently applying for jobs in campus recreation as um, either coordinator or assistant director for adventure programs at different universities and I'm anxiously waiting to hear back from a couple I just put in some new applications to hedge my bets but yeah I know I've been applying to places and writing the cover letters it's so and the CVs oh applying is a part-time job in and of itself yeah and I like I said my cover letter to my brother to review I'm like this one's so good he comes back it's all red with edits I'm like oh my gosh it takes me like an hour to do each one I have to get like a template down so I can kind of like fill it out but they're so annoying and then my final and closing question is what advice do you have for me when I graduate slash my generation? That's a great question. Cause I'm still learning like some of the diff, like the nuances of your generation. What is your generation called? Do you know? I think I'm Gen Z still. Are you Gen Z? Cause I'm, it's, I looked it up yesterday. It was 1996 to today. Okay. Or to 2000. Then what's the generation? Gen X. Um, no, Gen X is older than me. Oh, this new generation? Yeah, I what's think the it's new Gen, Gen I maybe. Oh, okay. It's an iPhone. Yeah, interesting. I think. Okay. Um, so you're Gen Z. I didn't think I was Gen Z, but then I checked. Okay. So I'm I'm on the millennial cusp. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an old millennial. Um, and okay, let's see. So it's like 
there's Gen X, then there's Millennials, then there's Gen Z? Yeah, like okay. 2000. Like, I was born 2001. Okay. Um, oh, my goodness. Advice for your generation. I think just... Um, don't forget to get outside and turn off your phone on occasion. That's great advice. Yeah. That's something I've really noticed around with a lot of people in my life is just how much their time is spent just kind of on their phones and even with myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to get outside yeah. and do hobbies. Yeah. That's why I love the rock climbing. It's like a brain puzzle. Yeah, it is. I love that. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for talking thank to me. Thank you, Rachel. This was such a treat. It was so fun. And this has been Can. Candace Bremer. Brendler. Brendler. Yes. I put it in my phone wrong. That's okay. Candace Brendler. And you just finished the second episode of Get to Know You. Bye. We'll see you next week.